and uh, we're ready to roll. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. This is the Prayer Revolution. My name is Doyle Karangadas. I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Vera Bajramdas, or we lovingly call him as Vera. Vera means warrior, and he is a love warrior, if you know him. You know him. And uh, we are here every morning, 9 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time, to um, remind ourselves of a few just basic, simple things that um, it's easy to forget in the day-to-day -day life. Um, where I think I'm the controller, I think I got to figure things out and realize I can, I, I can let go of the wheel a little bit and trust that if I, through moment to moment prayer, through moment to moment surrender, connect myself to a higher spiritual power, to a higher source, to higher divine being, to divine will that's unfolding in my life, I can start to see magical things happening day to day. And it doesn't require me to join a religion. It doesn't require me to be of a particular ethnicity or race or gender or socioeconomic status or name. It's just something that's available to everybody as our inherent right as living beings, as spirit souls. And so um, I find that when I bring that mood of prayer into my life on a daily basis, I feel connected. I feel guided. I feel supported. I feel clarity. Mm -hmm. I feel understanding. I feel comfort. It doesn't mean mm. that things necessarily get easier in my life. It doesn't mean that all of my plans suddenly work out. Sometimes it means that my plans that I had need to be dismantled because <laughs> they weren't right plans for me. But, but as the plans of my life dismantle, I'll be able to, rather than holding on and resisting and asking why, I'll be able to let go of that release a little bit easier and I'll be able to be guided towards I'm, I'm meant to be rather than I think I want to be. And so um, that requires a, a little bit of uh, intentionality and some focus, and that's what we're here to provide today. And so we're glad that all you guys are tuning in. If you ever want to listen to these recordings, we have them on Spotify, YouTube. We're about to get on Apple Podcasts and um, SoundCloud, et cetera. And so all your podcast streaming platforms will be there shortly. Um, and for all of you tuning in on Instagram Live, we're so glad we're here. And we want you to know that we have a live Zoom chat every morning. We have actual people tuning in, showing us their faces and participating on our chat board. And so if you're on Instagram Live, please know that we love you, but it's less likely that we'll be able to respond to your chats just because um, it's easier for us to track the chats and the questions and the comments over here on uh, on Zoom. And so to all our Zoomers, Naushin, Julie, Pat, Bryn, Vivi, Jeff, Laura, Michelle, Rohini, Trisha, Monique, Sonal, AJ, and anyone else that I'm missing here, <laughs> we love you. We're so glad you're here. And let's get rolling, Vera. And then we're going to start, Vera's going to start us off with a morning prayer. And then we'll take it from there. Sounds good. Well, let's get uh, everybody get comfortable if you're not already. And you can pause whatever you're doing in your day, in your night, in your morning, wherever you guys are. And close your eyes. And start to take nice deep inhales and exhales. Full body breaths. Softening your body, softening your mind. And getting into a space of receiving. In our prayer, we are calling out to receive grace. We're calling out to receive connection. And so... Right now, setting your intention. What is it that you're seeking in your life? What are the qualities that you're hoping to embody as you go forward in your day? 
setting that intention, just like planting a seed in the fertile soil of your heart. I'll share a prayer. My dear Lord, you are dwelling within my heart. Let me feel your presence there. You are the source of everything and everyone, permeating all energy with your divine effulgence. Let me see your essence in everything and everyone. You are the all-attractive personality of God. We're all seeking to know you and to love you. Let us remember you and feel confident today that we are moving toward you. With this prayer and intention, let us trust we're on our journey home. We are instruments of your love. And when we're in divine consciousness of you, let us remember you and offer with love all that we speak, all that we think, and all that we do in service to you. Invoking your presence by chanting your divine names. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama. So beautiful, Virabhadra. Thank you so much for grounding us and bringing us back to center. And, uh, you know, I was, I was reminded, um, um, uh, Rasika and I, uh, our, our, we got our, our dog right before this whole quarantine bust out. And um, we had training planned for him. He's, he's, he's about to be four months old. And, uh, and so we had puppy training planned. That all got canceled because it was supposed to be a group puppy training. And so we're just kind of like winging it at home a little bit. We have some friends who are kind of doing some ad hoc training sessions at home via Zoom. And, uh, you know, there's, there's something that's interesting about dogs and, and maybe young dogs specifically and dog owners that they might be able to relate. She said, this is kind of common. And when she said it, she was like, that's exactly what he does. There's something about like the twilight hour in the evening where she called it the bewitching hour where they just kind of, they, they sort of lose their minds a little bit. It's like they get this burst of energy and they're just like running around and it's just kind of like this. And then right before they pass out for the evening, you know? And she said that, um, you know, dogs, they go through these phases of energy hype where it's like they start to get excited. And, so, and, and then there's like a point where they switch to the next level where they just kind of like, it's not, that, it's not like, it's not vicious, but it's just kind of like that instinctual mode kicks in. And they're like, they're growling and they're biting. And it's not, they're not trying to hurt you, but it's just like, they're just in this revved up stage. You know what I mean? Like it just flips that switch. And she said like, you have to train to, to, to break, that, to break that, that phase. And so like, it might just mean having them sit for a second. It might just mean doing a lap around the room. It might be putting them in the crate for two minutes, but it's just like to, like, to break that phase and calm it back down and bring it back to center, you know? Because otherwise they're just, they're just flipped into this instinctual mode, you know? And I was thinking that as you were praying and I was thinking that here, it's like, I can get so hyped up materially sometimes, so caught up, whether it's in my ego, so caught up in my desires, so caught up in, in my sense of, of a personal sense of injustice or failure or fairness or whatever it is. And it's like, and sometimes 
I just need to take a, I just need to take a lap around the room or I need to breathe or just, just like you just did, like a prayer to just bring me back. I'm like, oh, I can, I can come back. I can go from this stage and just bring it back down to this phase. Because once, I, once mm-hmm. I flip that switch, it's like, there's no reasoning. And so I was just appreciating that, <laughs> like, where it's like, we all have that within us. It's not just dogs. We all have that in us where it's just like things. We start to see the glitter of the material world. We start to see things. And it just kind of like, it's like that inner mm. werewolf kind of comes out, that full moon shines and uh, mm. we flip that switch. And so it's, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's a practice of like, oh, let me just as, as it, unintuitive as it might seem or as uncomfortable it might seem, let me just pull back for just mm. a second and not just breathe, but breathe and meditate on the Lord within the heart and, re- and invite that higher power into my life in that exact moment. So mm-hmm. I, was, I was thinking about that as, as, as you prayed and, and I was appreciating all the, all the beautiful people out there who, um, who are connecting with that message. Um, I just wanted to, there was a, just a few, few, few beautiful things that people wrote into me that I think it's things that we all know, but when we hear it from other people, um, a beautiful friend of ours wrote this beautiful message. She said, thank you for today's prayer revolution. Just before the session, I had just prayed that a friend I had a falling out with gets everything she needs and someone will be an instrument conduit of my love. So it was befitting that you and Vera talked about appreciation and who came to mind during the prayer. Just wanted to share this. so You both know how great in tune these podcasts are. And then another good friend of ours wrote, um, he said, um, I'm learning from your emotion, a courageous openness and emotional transparency. Yourself and Vera have opened my eyes to many of my own failings and false ego-generated denials. Feeling grateful for your association. Hare Krishna. And so these are just beautiful moments where it's not, it's not like, oh, that makes me feel good or you feel good. But it's just like, it's more of a reminder of the process of how all of us innately have this ability to pause, reconnect, and invite divinity into our lives at any moment and the beautiful things that flow from that and mm-hmm. um, i'm reminded of that every morning i'm reminded that every time you pray and i'm reminded of that through that moment to moment um prayer that 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 you're invoking and reminding ourselves to. so just wanted to share it's that beautiful. with you vera i wanted to share that to all our listeners and thank you vera and thank you to everybody beautiful yeah appreciate and just hearing those words, it's like, okay, yeah, when, when, you know, love is expressed through words, love is expressed through thought, you know, it's thinking, we feel, we, and then and we act, you know, and so it's to be able to, you know, have empty words of praise, that's not what we're looking for, because we're looking for love, you know, and so when we, we're, we're, you know, in a dialogue, trying to connect to our hearts, trying to connect more spiritually, and, and when that touches somebody there, and they communicate that it's like, yeah, that's, that's, it's a, it's a form of love. And so it's a beautiful, thank you. Thank you for sharing it. You know, it's something that's like, that goes to our head, right? It's like, okay, we've, we've like, we're so far off of the, the prayer revolution. We're so far off the mark, you know, but if it's something that goes to our heart, it humbles us, you know, it, it humbles us. If somebody sees God in us in some way, some small little spark, it's something that, genuinely we feel you know we feel that that humility which then just allows for that love to keep flowing yeah and so aj wrote in our, ch- our zoom chat or was blowing up a little bit i went back in and and uh aj wrote <laughs> every time we're talking up, about we're like, puppies yeah, dg dog, everyone says like, going it's wild same way with kids kids aren't any different and i'm like <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to be a pup parent is that I think I read it something about how it's when they finally feel they can let their guard down for the day 
they've been on duty and now they have to do something now they have to do something to release all that pent up energy they've been conserving in case they need it that might also be all bs and dogs are just mental <laughs> but i think it's also relevant to us in a sense like <clears throat> as spirit souls you know we are such it ananda we are eternal full of knowledge and full of bliss we're full of joy like we're meant to be experiencing we're meant to be experiencing so much more than we allow ourselves to experience in this day-to-day -day life. And I think the soul within us is like yearning and like just eager for that. And I think that's sort of the restlessness that so many of us feel in this world, in this life, that sense of like something more is out there and we're searching and we're like that dog digging in the dirt, digging in the dirt, digging in the dirt. And it's like, oh, wait, that's not a false, like it's not a false desire. It's not a false yearning. It's just a false where I'm looking for. And I think that that's sort of like sometimes when we have maybe like a failing in spiritual life or a more like something that we're, we're, where we kind of splurge in an area we weren't hoping or wanting to. It's, it's like rather than get so down on ourselves, it feels like, oh, that's just that's just that deep yearning for joy and fulfillment coming out of me that I haven't found mm -hmm. the prop, appropriate outlet yet. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. totally. Or we're just yeah, I was, or we're just mental. I was well, I was thinking about. I was listening to a lecture. I highly, highly recommend this lecture if you guys have not listened to it. It's a dialogue between Dr. Cornell West and Radhanath Swami, and is uh, I think it's entitled uh, "East Meets West," and you can find it on YouTube. I was listening to it, listening to it this morning, and. And uh, Dr. Cornell West shared something that just kind of like, it's just, it's such a beautiful dialogue. They're, the way they communicate and connect with each other and how they share and, and, and uh, it's just so rich and so beautiful. And Dr. Cornell West was sharing that, you know, um, yeah, he recognizes, okay, he, he kind of comes from a little bit of like that hood, ghetto, gangster background. And so that's something that he grew up with and that's something that he lived in his life for some period of time. And so all that conditioning, right, of, of maybe the bad dog inside is, is barking, you know? And, and he was like, and I, and I have to, you know, I, I'm working with that every single day of my life. It's not that that perceived, you know, it's like the evil is just vanishes now that you've come into contact with spiritual life or God, like that actually that darkness within us, you know, that conditioning of certain impressions. And it just hit me so hard. It's like, I grew up in the hood in a, in a Hare Krishna community. And I identified, yes, I identified with, you know, the, the beautiful um, premise and tenets and teachings and, and vibe of the community. But right outside of that bubble was East Dallas, where, you know, you had gang wars and gang fights and drive-bys and drug dealing and, you know, extreme poverty. And that, you know, and so it's like, that intensity, you know, of like walking through life, like with looking over your shoulder and like fighting for, you know, like there's a certain, and, and then growing up, yeah, there's a certain uh, consciousness that I still feel in my life. You know, you got to get your own, you got to watch out for yourself. You got to this, et cetera, right? You know, whatever it is that that gratifying consciousness that you know it's about my senses it's about my pleasure it's about my joy those things are predominance there and, and you know, so i notice okay that dog's still in there that dog mm. still barks that dog's still still trying to kind of find, get its food and get its nourishment 
and it's in all the ways you know that uh, that are going to cover my soul. It's in all the ways that are going to put me back into darkness. And so, mm. when he shared that today, I was just like, man, we're all walking around with it, not just from this lifetime, not just from this lifetime, mm. the traumas, the challenges, the difficulties that we've experienced, but according to the yogic teachings, lifetimes and lifetimes and lifetimes of impressions. And so, hearing you share right now, DG, and you know, yes, we're this Satchitananda. We are this pure spirit soul underneath all these layers, underneath all these coverings. And every single day we are, we're, we are being um, bombarded with any impressions that are actually in some way so much more real to us mm. than Satchitananda, you know, than, than pure eternal spirit, you know, pure loving connection with a higher power. We're identifying with those conditionings mm. so much more. And it's a, it's a real, uh, yeah, it's, it's a real test every single day. For myself, I recognize the test of the desires that I still have in my life from my past. Mm. So, yeah. Recognizing that, yeah, for each of us, that, that dog is still in there. The dog of the false ego is barking and wants mm. to be fed. And it wants to be fed food which we know when we start feeding it that food, we know we start moving more and more toward that darkness. We know that it ultimately is not going to benefit us. But that good dog, that good dog is just quiet and barely has a voice and, you know, really takes a lot of attention and it takes a lot of, you know, um, a real day-to-day conscious feeding of that good dog to give it strength and for that voice to come out more and more from our heart so mm. yeah mm. this is some of the beautiful context uh so people are relating somebody wrote especially during these uncertain times when things feel heavy and really hard it feels easier to go back to old patterns it's much easier to go back to old patterns at the time Do you ever feel that 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 other dog kind of easier for him to feed that dog and come out sometimes Hell yeah. That other dog is like, he's like, yo, bro. He's like, it's like, come on, man. Like, what are you, you know, what, 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 are, what are you holding back for? You know, give yourself a little, give yourself a little more uh, reins there. You know, there's some, there's some real pleasure that's waiting for you. It's right at your mm. fingertips, buddy. Come on. You know, don't, don't, don't deprive yourself. Don't deprive yourself of the joys of this world, you know? Don't deprive yourself of this immediate opportunity for sensual gratification and mm. stimulus and connection. Don't, you know, why, why? Why are you suppressing all of this in the name of spiritual life? Why, why? What, what, what is the reasoning for all of this, you know? So that dog is not only, it doesn't just bark loud, but it's a sly dog, it's a sly dog. Mm. And it has, uh, it has, it has a, a voice that is uh, alluring and, man, you know, and, and it's yeah. like, okay, all right, all right, okay. I, I hear you, I hear you. <laughs> I, have a, I have a question for you on that. Um, it's, you know, sometimes it's, you know, um, you know, there, there's this, like, you know, there's this phrase, like, what you resist persists, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And sometimes you can starve a dog or, you know, literally, figuratively speaking, we're not starving any animals. My dog eats very well. But you know what I mean? Like you can, you can some, sometimes if there is a, like a desire in you that you are suppressing or resisting and you're just pushing it back, like 
like a monster that's just trying to get through the door and just holding that door shut. At a certain point, it just bursts through and snaps back like a rubber band. You know what I mean? Or sometimes yeah. if, 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 if you kind of like beat something back, it just fights back even harder. Mm-hmm. And so is it a sense of like, just like beating back desires, just like, like get behind me, Satan kind of thing? Or is it like a, is there, is there almost kind of like a relationship sometimes we have to create, you know, like, like sometimes even like, sometimes, you know, like you, you find like, you know, like, like therapists will say, or like counseling, et cetera, like, you know, building relationships with your demons in a sense of mm-hmm. like, understanding why they're there like like gatekeepers so to speak like there are gatekeepers to your heart that you've built up that prevent you that they're they're like hey like these are your survival mechanisms like you were talking about growing up in east dallas and learning how to like get by like these are your survival mechanisms but like this is what's kept you alive this is what's kept you in the game this is what's kept you going why would you want to give these things up and it's like okay you're no longer in control shut up and disappear or is it like building relationships with these things to kind of like, like, what is that? What is that? Somebody wrote tiptoe out of my, you know, we can, we can bolt out the gates or we can tiptoe our way out. Like, do you find in your life that you need like a sharp, hard, just like slamming of the door on that dog? Or it's like, Hey, like I'll feed you today, but it's, we're going to start changing the terms on how this is done. Like, how does that look like in your life? And am I even making sense with the question? Yeah, maybe, maybe you want maybe you want to reflect back to me. We're practicing <laughs> we're practicing reflective listening in our in our Bhakti Center meetings, and uh, and so maybe maybe help me make sense. Reflect back what you heard here. Yeah, what what I hear you you're kind of you're moving sort of like a thrust of do do we just do we just are, are we aggressive? Are we harsh with that dog? Are we we you know closing the door and we're neglecting those feelings and we're like there's this real like harshness yes. toward what we consider to be our lower nature or that yes. bad dog that's inside. Yes. You know, and, and so, so it's like with that, and then I'm hearing you ask them, it's like, or is there, is there an opportunity? There? Is there an opportunity to by understanding ourselves, understanding those desires, building a relationship, just recognizing that having an awareness there, is that actually something, you know, is there something to that method, you know? Of, yes. the, of, a gen, of a gentleness, of a tenderness, of, of an understanding that there's a, re, there's a deeper need that may have been fulfilled in a certain way in the past, you know, recognizing, okay, hey, that, that there's a need that was fulfilled there through intoxication or through sex or through binge eating or binge watching or consumerism, whatever it is, like, there's a need that's being met there, you know, and, and okay, so be tender my heart is seeking love and seeking connection uh, bringing that that's what i heard that's that's kind of what i'm i'm, and I'm, I'm adding to it and yeah it, no it's no. one of one of our one of our instagram listeners said i thank and send love to my inner thug because she's gotten me out of many sticky situations and she rarely gets credit yeah thank, thank you buckman g for, for appreciating it but it's it's it's, it's like that and, and and i'll just i'll just recapsulate it and then shut up but it's like that sense of um like everything we've developed, even our bad habits, at some point were developed in order to serve ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, like we at some point thought this is in my best interest. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And at a certain point, I think that like over time we realize, oh, this isn't in my best interest. But now it's like I can't, it's hard to get out of it. But it's like everything we've done at some point sounded like a good idea. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, and it felt like it was just the best way. It's like the best 
the best, the best we could come up with at the time in order to try to fulfill those inner needs. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So then it's like recognizing the essence underneath that. It's like, I was seeking pleasure. I was seeking love. I was seeking recognition. I was seeking connection. I was seeking whatever it was. Right. I was like, I had that feeling inside and I didn't know what that feeling was. I had that feeling inside. I wasn't sure. What is it? What's, what's, what? And I tried these different things, you know, I, based on my conditioning, based on my family, based on my surroundings, based on my upbringing, I tried different things to satisfy, ultimately to satisfy my soul, to connect deeply with the divine, to connect with myself spiritually. And I thought that was through smoke and I thought that was through drink and I thought that was through sex and I thought that was through this and that. And I thought it was through just these surface sensual um, pleasures because I thought it was a body, you know? I thought it was a body, mm. you know? And I thought that, to, yeah, okay, to give pleasure to my senses, to gratify my sense of pleasure in my body, that's gonna, that's gonna satisfy me. That's actually gonna do it. That's actually gonna work that trick and work that magic. And we recognize, okay, after some time, like, no, like apathy sets in, depression sets in. We gotta keep making the, the bar higher and higher. The highs have to be higher. The parties have to be greater. The sex has to be more wild, whatever it is, you know, but it's not doing it. It's not actually fulfilling that calling. It's not actually fulfilling that that yearning and that need for connection and meaning and purpose and value that, that I'm craving, I'm craving in my life. And so I'm hearing you. And what I find in my life is that when I look back on my past more and more, when I look back on it, I can see it's, it's, it's shaped me. It's given me uh, a space that I'm understanding more and more as each day goes on, as I, as I really go into that story and, and look at it through, through the lens of spiritual life and look at it through the lens of service is that, I had all these experiences that so many people in the world can relate with, searching for love, matter, searching for meaning and, and just surface yeah. gratification, searching for connection through just a, a surface sort of whatever it is, sensual connection with another person, that actually that's what I was looking for. And that all of those, we're all on those pursuits, every single person on this planet from down to, and all the sentient beings, even the ants on this planet, the birds, the beasts, the trees, the mother nature, everyone's looking for pleasure. Everyone's seeking that connection, that pleasure. And human beings are no different. We're all seeking mm. that connection, that pleasure. Yeah. And so to be able to look at it and be able to say, man, every single moment of my life, I was looking for love. Every single moment of my life, I was looking for meaning. And that's what every other person on this planet is doing. And whether we're looking for it in the right places or the wrong places, yeah. that's, you know, it's, to it's, be able to see it through that lens, you know. It's so, it's so powerful. Uh, uh, and now Shin writing on the board, so such beautiful comments today. Now Shin on, the, on our Zoom chat board, she said, some things bring us short-term pleasure and long-term pain. And the brain can't tell the difference in the moment. You know what I mean? And so it's, it's, it's and I was, I was looking at this quote, um, from Russell Brand. Russell Brand wrote this book called Recovery, which I think is a beautiful book, a brilliant book. I think Russell Brand's a brilliant human being. Um, but it was interesting when I started reading the book because if you ever if you ever heard Russell Brand speak, like a conversation or a yeah, um, we yeah, and so and so um um uh you know he writes like he he speaks. <laughs> like his editor somehow didn't change the tone, and so when you first start reading, it's like what well, it's like it's a look like a drinking from a fire hose. And so, but, uh, but he's brilliant, but he wrote, there's a, there's a quote in his book, what I love, it's about, it's about addiction and recovery. And he, he pulls out this idea of addiction way beyond just like, I'm addicted to drugs or alcohol or et cetera. But it's like, we're all addicted to something. Some, sometimes it's just more subtle. And he said, real freedom, this is a quote from his book, real freedom is freedom 
from our petty, trivial desires. Addiction is when natural biological impairment, imperatives, so natural biological imperatives, like the need for food, sex, relaxation, or status, become prioritized to the point of destructiveness. Mm. And so it's kind of like there's this snowball effect of like, there are, there's these basic biological imperatives that I have because I'm in a body. I'm a spirit mm-hmm. soul, but I'm in a body. And I need to like, this car needs to function. It needs oil. It needs tune-up. I got to put air in the tires. I got to put gas in it. You know what I mean? Like it needs functioning in order for me to take me from one place to the other. So my body needs functioning. And if I deny that, if I overly deny that, then it's going to like the driver's going to revolt at some point. Mm-hmm. And so it's like how to balance satisfying those needs without going overboard because it says they can be prioritized to the point of destructiveness. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. And so I was just feeling that in the moment as you were saying, and also um, as, as, as Naushin was pointing out, like these short-term pleasure and long-term, long-term pains. It's just like, I forgot where I was going just a second. I had a brain fart. What was I going with this? What were you saying just before this? You're, you're, you're on a train, but by the fire hose was going, he just clamped it. We got to, got to unclamp the hose. I got to unclamp the hose. I got to unclamp the hose. I think that I think in the sense of, 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 of you're talking about destruction, you know, that, that our tendencies can move toward that and just seem like you're talking about the consciousness behind that. Well, I think that it becomes a place of us recognizing that, everything we're doing ultimately like like even like like addiction starts off with this sense of i'm just trying to serve some sort of like biological some need, need. whether yeah. it's whether it's for gratification or relaxation or status or relief we need some sense of relief and it starts off that way so everything i've developed starts off as a means to try to bring me back to some place of wholeness or pleasure or gratification etc mm-hmm. and so i think it's it's kind of like it's kind of like just like it's almost like we're retracing our steps mm-hmm. we're retracing our steps or 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 you know like like here's it was like a lot of people i know or a lot of like myself it's like you know um i'm married i was a monk for 10 years i thought i was going to be a monk the rest of my life and now i'm married and um you know it's it's kind of like even like in the most intimate relationships like loneliness is never solved you know what i mean and so i meet a lot of people or I, you know, especially in today's world where it's like people are afraid of being single the rest of their life. You know what I mean? People are afraid of being single the rest of their life. But it's like, even if we, we find that perfect person, like the things that you're trying to solve at the end of the day aren't going to go away. Mm. You know what I mean? And mm. so it's like that false dream of like, oh, like I'm so concerned and worried. Like I've got to find something because there's a hole in me that's missing. And it's mm-hmm. recognizing like, no, that thing isn't going to fill the hole in my heart. That's just the support I need in order to get me to where I'm ultimately going. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so whether it's food, whether it's intimacy, whether it's career, whether it's status, it's like recognizing what are the, what are the tools that I need? What are the levels of comfort I need in order to take me to where I need to go? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, let's say, for example, like, like, you know, I just did an India info session for this, you know, uh, if, if all pans out, you know, um, my friend Kishore Chandra and I were leading an India pilgrimage in the fall. Vera is going to be leading an India pilgrimage in January. And they're like, are there any airlines that we should be avoiding, you know, if we're booking our tickets? And I was like, you know, it all depends on you. Like there are some people like I cannot, some people can't sit in an airplane 
shoved between two people with, you know what I mean? It's like, if that's not in your comfort zone, then just get a better ticket. Just get a little bit better ticket. You know what I mean? And so it's like, we are sojourning through this material world, you know? And it's like, find a ticket that's comfortable for you. But recognize that at the end of the day, the ticket doesn't matter because we're all going to the same destination. But just find a comfortable ticket. And mm -hmm. that comfortable ticket is going to be something different for all of us. And so it's not required that we, you know, this or that, or that we're rich or we're poor, that we're single or that we're married, or that we have family or this or that. Like those are all just the customized ticket that we feel we need in order to get us from point A to point B back to the promised land. And so I think that that's important for us to, you know, what's the customized ticket that I feel like I need. And um, at the end of the day, any ticket will ultimately get me there. But these are all just details mm -hmm. to make, to get us there. But don't become attached or addicted to those details because they can become self-destructive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did that yeah. make sense? Did I pull it back together? Did I, 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 rede did I redeem myself? I, be I believe, yeah, no, it definitely made sense to me. I mean, what I'm hearing you share is that there's, there's certain human needs that we have. There's a certain psychology that we've come into this world with. There's a certain biology we've come to this world with. There's a, there are certain human needs that we have. And to recognize those human needs, but to remember the bigger picture, to remember our goal spiritually, to remember what we're really looking for underneath those needs. Those needs are a vehicle. They're here to help us to be able to have sanity and to, to not abuse ourselves in the material world, you know, to not be overly aggressive with ourselves. But while we're in that, not to get lost in that, for those not to become destructive, but those to be supportive elements of lifestyle that really help us to progress spiritually and to, to grow spiritually, to grow in our love and what we're really seeking in our life, to see everything as a supportive element of that. Yeah. Everything can be a supportive element. That's, that's what I shared, and I thought it's... I think it's such a beautiful to speak about it and so put so much pressure on renunciation if we're overly emphasizing renunciation of, of our, our needs, material needs, that we actually break ourselves down and we can't practice spiritual life. Yes. So I um I love I love this I phrase that I once it. heard from Swami. He said that bhakti is not a path of renunciation, it's a path of dedication. Path of it's not a path mm. of renunciation, it's a path of dedication. And sometimes renunciation, for some of us, mm. renunciation can be kind of like fun and like it's like just a, it's another way for some of us to just pour our intense energy. I see some of you Zoomers smiling over there on the other side of the camera. We know who we are. I'm one of them. I'm one of them. It's just like, oh, something I can get super intense and hyper vigilant about and it, and it relates to self-denial, sign me up. You know what I mean? I'm going to push. I'm going to fast. I'm going to push my body. I'm going to deny myself like no other. And it's good for me. And it's, I get spiritual credits. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's just, it's just, we're recognizing that we're losing, we're missing the point. We're missing the point. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's another form of self-indulgence and material engagement. It's like, no, what am I dedicating? What am I dedicating? How is my life being an offering? And so I think that's, you know what I mean? Because we're not, we're not getting brownie points for lashing ourselves. You know what I mean? It's not big, big whoop. You know what I mean? For me and for you, for, you know what I mean? And so it's, um, 
it's, it's really, it's not a path of renunciation. It's a path of dedication. And we could talk more about that also. We were supposed to read verses from the Bhagavad Gita today. Here. We had this whole plan. And we just launched into a beautiful discussion. But I'm grateful for it. I love it. Every talk with you is, is amazing. You live so much from the heart, Vera. I appreciate it. Um, and uh, thank you. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for all our live Zoomers. A heart emoji from Vera. All of you Instagram livers, we love you and appreciate you. Join us on Zoom sometime. We'd love to have you here because we'd love to get more of your comments on our Zoom chat board. Um, you can find all the recordings on SoundCloud and YouTube on uh, buckthecenter.org slash online. We'll be getting on Apple Podcasts and Spotify soon. If you would like to be in touch, send your questions, send your feedback, send your reflections or anything you'd like us to discuss on the podcast, please write to us at prayerrevolution at bhaktisenter.org. We are super grateful for all of you. We love you. And last but not least, check out bhaktisenter.org slash online to just find more of what we're doing. We'd love to have you stay connected. Everybody, you got to get your dance on when Doyle does his ending, his closing announcements. We got to all just get our, get our little dance we, on, we get bobbing and weaving. We need intro and outro music. We need some intro. If you have suggestions for intro and outro music, please send them to Prayer Revolution. Good baseline, DG. Get that good baseline get in that there. Or you can write to Vera's personal email at getyourboogieon at eastdallas.org. <laughs> Get your, your boogie, boogie on. on. All right, get, get your, your boogie, boogie on, on at eastdallas.org. Okay. That's Vera's personal email. It's not his work email. It's his personal email. And, um, and so please stay in touch, guys. We love you. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. You are loved. You are divine. You are on the right track. What's most valuable will never be lost to you. And don't worry about the things that are falling apart because if it falls away from you, it was never meant to stay anyways. And uh, it's all going to work out. And as my, one of my favorite movie stars said, it's all going to be okay in the end. And if it's not okay yet, it's just not the end yet. So hang in there. You'll get there. We love you guys. Bye-bye.